Welcome to Asbury United Methodist Church. My name's Pastor Will. Thanks for joining our podcast. This is where you'll be able to find all of our sermons, as well as special devotionals and interviews. We hope these messages inspire hope and bring support as you grow on your journey of faith. If you have any questions, or if you want further conversation, or if you simply like what you hear, connect with Asbury through our Facebook page or by checking our website at asburymaitland.org. Well, we are in a sermon series. This is a little bit of a shorter one. A sermon series called Light, and we're going to be talking about reflecting the source. Um, And we're going to start out today talking about Jesus. But before we do, let's pray. God, we thank you so much for this time we've had here together to worship you, uh, to sing praises to you, God. Um, I would pray for myself personally that I would be a vessel for you, that I would get out of the way and you would speak. Um, Open our ears, open our hearts, open our minds. Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, my name is Will Kendest. I forgot to mention that in the morning or already getting started. Um, But I am recently appointed here at Asbury United Methodist Church. Um, And if you're familiar with the Methodist process, oh, oh, thank you. Yeah. I forget about that. Yeah. But I recently got appointed here. And if you're not familiar with the ordination process or the appointment system, um, basically how this works is um, I went off to school and went through uh, my, got my master's of divinity. And being part of the Florida conference, I'm from Melbourne, Florida. um, They came back and they said, Will, we have a church for you. Um, We're not going to tell you um, exactly where it is yet. They kind of have this system called a guaranteed appointment. So you'll get placed somewhere within this Florida conference, but you don't know exactly where that is yet. Well, I remember one night I'd had some conversations with a couple different people and churches, this church being one of them, but getting a call one evening and it was my district superintendent. Her name's Dion Hammond over in the Atlantic Central District. And she said, Will, I would love to offer you the position at Asbury United Methodist Church. It was a little bit later in the night. It had been a little bit of a long day. Um, We weren't totally sure what was gonna happen because we hadn't heard from a lot of churches, but immediately my wife and I, Alicia, we celebrated. We were so happy. We jumped up and down, we sang. Our little one, he was sleeping, so we were kind of quiet in doing some of this, but we were so pumped. And then we did what any normal person does when they find out they're moving to a new area. You go to Zillow, right? You think, okay, let's go to Zillow. What kind of houses are we looking at? Okay, you got to set up. You're like, let's look for, okay, how many, how many bedrooms do we want? Okay, we need at least two because we've got Liam. It'd be nice to have three, so let's go three plus. All right, we need to be in this kind of general region, so you set your radius. Um, so you set your radius maybe from around the church and go from there. Well, this was all great, um, but it dominated Alicia and I's conversations for weeks. We would talk about three things. We talk about Liam, our son, um, and making sure he's okay. Uh, we talk about food because food's important and it's very important to me. Um, so we're like, okay, what are we eating next? And then we talk about Zillow. Okay, did you see this home? You know, we'd get the updates and it was like a battle, like who got the update about this home first? We'd show the other one and we'd send the same home to each other and like, I know, I already, I already got it. Um, and it started to get to the point where I even became sidetracked because I found um, a social media website. It was on Instagram specifically. Um, and it kind of sidetracked my looking for homes, probably too much so. And I found this Instagram account called Zillow Gone Wild. Does anybody else follow? Okay, we've got a couple. Yeah, I see some head nods. 
basically what this is, is people find these homes that are on Zillow and they send them into this account and this account posts them. And it is some of the most bizarre things. You would think, why would a person do this to a home? Or you may think, why didn't I think of doing this to a home? Um, and so we have a couple examples here that I just, I just thought are too good not to share. So here's a home. You can see it on the left. Wow, this is a beautiful home. You're kind of in a downtown area. This is Chicago to be exact. Um, the only problem is you're literally just on top of a building. Like, I don't know, seven floors up, maybe more than that. Normal home, but yeah, just on top of another building. So if that's your, your thing, hey, it's for sale. I think it was like 700000 So uh, make an offer. I'm sure they'd, they'd love to take it. Next one. We have this home right here. Um, talk about efficiency. Um, you don't have a huge pot of land, but you've got some kind of scary steps you, you worked in here as well. Um, I did a little bit of the math guessing on the doors here. I don't think this home is any wider than about 12 feet um, at any point, but you know, it, it, it goes a little bit further back, maybe two, maybe even a third story in there as well. Um, and then this next one. This is a little bit of the game I would play in this, but you would see like some first pictures and you go, okay, what is gonna be wrong with this home? Or what is gonna be really cool with this home? And, and here's a great one. You look at this thing, wow, beautiful landscapes, looking out, a uh, bunch of windows, beautiful. And then you keep scrolling and then you get this. You not only get a galaxy room, which you think, okay, that would be interesting, but who else desires an all gold bathroom? Be honest, y'all. Who wants an all-gold bathroom here? You know, but some of these things were that would come up as uh, as we would scroll through this. But anyway, I got my focus back on track and talking about different things we wanted for the homes. Um, and as Alicia and I talked about this, we said there's a couple things that we 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 really want in the home that would be nice. And you said, okay, it'd be nice if we have a pool. You know, we've like I said, we've got a little one. It'd be great if he's got a place to swim. Um, but it's not a deal breaker. We have a dog, so it'd be nice to have a yard, preferably fenced in, so she could run around. That'd be great, not a deal breaker. Um, and my wife said, if we can get a farmhouse sink, um, not a deal breaker, but you know, it'd be really, really great. But we have one thing, I know, I know. Well, she got one, so. Um, but there was one thing she said, or we said, if there's anything that this ha house has, it needs this one thing, and that is natural light. We want windows, we want skylights, um, we want glass doors if possible, whatever it is to get this natural light in. And that for us, we felt like it was a deal breaker if it just didn't have it. Thankfully, we, had, we found a house just recently, we closed on it, it's great. It has a lot of the things we wanted, but it has a lot of natural light. And I wondered, you know, why is it natural light is so good? Well. Light is helpful, right? I mean, I, I think it's kind of a little bit of a, you know, I think we appreciate light. Light allows us to see things, allows us to kind of take a little bit of inventory around us. I mean, even candles are a bit mesmerizing to kind of look at, it's helpful. And light is just one of those things of just being good for us. Um, and God knew that. And when God created light, he knew that it was good. Um, some of God's very first words had to do with light. Does anybody know what they are? Let there be light. light. Yep, yeah, that's one of God's very first words in the Bible. Um, and it's actually mentioned over 180 times in the Old Testament, references to light and there being light. 
Um, and then uh, uh, there's a pastor up in uh, Indianapolis. His name is Rob Fuquay. Uh, and he has this phrase, and he says, when God comes on the scene, there is light. And that's just how it is. Whenever God comes on the scene, there's always light. When angels come, light. When the Israelites are being led through the desert, light. When Jesus comes, he is referenced as the light. And so we're going to read that scripture this morning, looking at John 1. Um, this is the NRSV translation. We're going to look at that um, in this text um, and how powerful this is, but certainly these references to Jesus being the light. Um, and a lot of theologians uh, will even say these words are so good, so rich. We're not going to get into everything, but should be written in gold. So it says this right here. It says, in the beginning was the word. Uh, do we have the first text of that? There we go. Okay. It says this. In the beginning was the word, the word being Jesus, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So already, straight on, very first uh, part of John. John's getting into it. He's getting into the nitty-gritty, just saying Jesus is God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him. And without him, not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life. And the life was the light of all people, the light that shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the lights so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light the true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. And as we say, this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. So we have Jesus, the representation of God, God reaching out in human form to us. And so it only makes sense for Jesus to be referenced as the light. And so what does that mean for us, though? When Jesus comes and he says, I am the light, a little bit later in John 8, he says, I am the light. He says this during the festival. It's called the Festival of Sukkot. And what this is, is this was a festival that was celebrated, kind of representing the time of the Israelites as they wandered through the desert. Jesus says this. He says, I am the light. But what does this light do for us? When Jesus says this, what does this mean? And we're going to look at a couple things that I think that Jesus is the representation for light. And so when we trust Jesus, Jesus is the light that shines in the darkness. Not only maybe in our darkness, but I think in the darkness around us. And I think it does this in three ways. Jesus does this in three ways. I think the first way is that the light, and this is gonna go back to Genesis, the light brings order. We're gonna reference Genesis 1-3. Jesus, or God, comes there was a formless void over the darkness, and God said, let there be light, and order came out of chaos, right? So there was chaos going on. And what is this chaos? Chaos is this unknown, this unpredictable, just kind of a lot of stuff going on, but God came into the scene and said, let there be light. In the same way, Jesus comes onto the scene and brings order into chaos. Anybody here a fan of haunted houses? Yeah, a little bit, kind of, sort of, yeah. I'm not a fan of haunted houses until, like, you ask me, like, you put me on the spot, and, like, we're about to go, and, like, are you a fan of haunted houses? I say, yeah, I'm a fan of haunted houses. 
let's go. I like run through it and I can't wait to get to the end. But I'll act tough uh, like when we go through it and be like, oh yeah, that was good. And they're like, let's go back. And I'm like, we, we gotta go, you know, let's, we got stuff to do, let's get out of here. Um, but when we go through haunted houses, I'll act tough, don't worry about it. But um, have you ever been into a haunted house before and they turn the lights on? You, you get into the situation, they turn the lights on, and, and it just kind of, it, it takes the fear away. You sit there and you go, ah, oh, this, isn't, this isn't that scary, is it? You, know, you, you see just the random guy crouched in the corner, he's getting ready to scare you, and go, I can see you, you know. Um, you, you don't have to do that. You know, you, you see like right where the exit is, you're like, oh, we've got like 30 feet to go, we're almost out of here. <laughs> Thankfully, but I don't say that out loud. But when the light comes on, there is order. There was the chaos of this unpredictability, of this fear, somebody gonna jump out and scare you, but when the light comes on, that all goes away. In the same way, Jesus, when he is the light for us, that light is shined in the darkness and order comes out of the chaos. And that chaos, I think, for us can be our personal fears, maybe some of our desires that overtake us or overwhelm us, or maybe even our passions as well. Um, I mentioned my son, Liam. Uh, he just turned one uh, last weekend. Here he is, or he is celebrating. We did the traditional give him you know, a, a cake, but we thought, let's start with a cupcake and then see how it goes from there. I like to think this is him celebrating, conquering the cupcake challenge. Um, but we give him the cupcake, and he does what most little kids do. At first, you kind of grab it and kind of squeeze it, checks out the texture of it all. He puts a little bit of it into his mouth, and then you see it click. And then he's in handfuls of this cupcake, just shoveling it in his mouth. And I didn't expect this, but as soon as you put that first handful of icing and cupcake into his mouth, his eyes started to roll into the back of his head from so much sugar. His body was like going into shock from all of this. But did this slow him down? Of course not. He went in for a second and a third. Thankfully, it was over pretty quickly. But his body was like almost rejecting this, but he could not help himself. His desire to eat this, despite how bad it was for him and his body basically rejecting it, was not going to win. So I think of that in the same way. You know, sometimes our fears our passions, our desires, they take over us and they take control and they don't allow us to make the best decisions for ourselves. But when Jesus comes in, he brings order out of the chaos. The next thing I think for us, for when we talk about the light, is that the light is revealing. You know, we talk about how light kinda helps us make sense of everything that goes on. It helps to shine on places in our life that maybe we didn't recognize. Maybe the places we weren't aware of. Um, anybody have a person in their life that's brutally honest with them? Is, is anybody like married to that person and want to admit that? Okay, we've got one. Yeah, keep those elbows tight. Yeah, the person who will tell you those things, you're thinking, yeah, you could have been a little, you know, maybe. My, my brother was that person to me. I mean, he will just tell me straight up, Will, you, um, your outfit is horrible. Um, you know, he'd come over to me and like poke me in the side and be like, man, Will, you know, what have you been eating lately? He's like, thanks, thanks, Rick, I uh, appreciate that. But this is another perspective and it's kind of like that, you don't know what you don't know. Well, of course we don't know because we don't know that. 
we are not able to see that. Sometimes um, this is talked about in leadership as blind spots, these areas where we can't see just because they're not in our field of vision. Well, Jesus is the same way that talks into our life. But thankfully, he does this in a loving way. Maybe those areas where we need to stretch a little bit. Maybe that area that we need to grow a little bit. Or even that area that we need to let go of a little bit. Jesus is the one who comes, he reveals, and says, hey, I think we should work on this. It's okay. I'm not going to leave you. And then Jesus offers guidance. And that's the last part of this. Jesus is the light that is guiding. When we hear about Jesus in the Gospels, we hear story after story of these people who run to Jesus, saying, what do I do? What do I do now, Lord? What do I do? We hear about the rich young ruler coming to Jesus. People don't always like what he has to say, do they? Sometimes they turn away, sad, just walk away, thinking, I'm not going to do that. But he offers that guidance. He tells us. He does it in love. It's packaged in love for us. Gives us hope to change, trusting him more, bringing that chaos. Or the cabin or something like that and let's just have a little getaway for us. Well, you get off the highway, you drive down this long, dark road, if you're ever going at night, and you get on this gravel road, and then it's just zigzags all the way up for about 30 See about 20 feet ahead of you. Hopefully it's not snowing, then it gets to be about 10 feet. You only get that little bit of vision that's in front of you. Sometimes Jesus might not reveal the destination, or the very, very far future. You might get 10 feet. You might get 20 feet, maybe 30 feet. But that trust we put in him, we can trust that he will guide us. He has our best interest in mind. He is our hope, and he will ultimately get us to that destination. So Jesus, who brings order in our life, who reveals our life, and who guides our life. I ask you this question as we close out. What does it mean to trust Jesus as the source of light in our world? Maybe in a little bit more personal, what does it mean to trust Jesus as the source of light in your world? Where are those parts that you're afraid to let Jesus shine on a little bit, to open up the door that you've had closed or maybe the area that you're not even aware of, like we talked about, the revealing light, knowing that will bring pain and struggle and difficulty. It might not be easy, but we are promised that it will be worth it. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God, we thank you for your light. We thank you for your son, Jesus, who comes into our life and shines on the darkness. And it is not easy, Lord, to step aside maybe some of the parts we want to keep hidden, some of the parts we know we should let go of, or maybe sometimes we're just tired, Lord. Give us strength. Give us courage.
to know that you love us and you guide us, Lord, and you give us hope. We pray all these things in your precious son Jesus' name. Amen.